Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We're usually online, and then we do one live, because I think it's really important that we do get together. You know what I mean? We don't do midweek um, on the regular Wednesday night. We're not here. And I get it. Listen, man, life's moving. Kids got, you know, stuff, life, schoolwork, homework, life. Watch online. You know what I mean? Or get the podcast, catch it the next day. I'm not one of those guys. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, you got to, like, we're not here Wednesday night. So just catch up. You know, make sure you're disciplined to watch online, podcast it. That's why we got all this stuff. You know what I mean? It's really, really important. So tonight, I was really, um, you know, it's like regular service. You know what I mean? We're taking an offering. We're going to talk about angels. We're going to do this. I want to give you this thing, the background of this before we get going, just real fast. I was like, I was getting ready, and I was like, God, you know, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about this. And really seriously, with the direction of the Holy Spirit, I really felt like God was like, talk about the ministry of angels. I said, I ain't never talked about the ministry of angels in 20 years of preaching, man. What is this about? So I, Christianity is like sometimes, you know, the pendulum gets swung to one extreme to the next. That is not what we're, we're talking about tonight. What we're talking about is the biblical perspective of what is happening. You know what I mean? So I want to just look through the word. We're going to go through the word. And basically what I think you're really going to get when this is all said and done, you're going to get a greater awareness tonight and tomorrow night that angels are on assignment on your behalf. But the biggest thing I think you're going to take out of here is they're connected to the obedience to the word of God. And they're either working for you because your mouth's right or they're not working for you because your mouth's not right. That's what you're going to see in the word of God. So that's one of the, because the funny thing was, I said, how did I get here? Because, you know, today I was prepping to come see you. I'm like, how did I get here? I got here because, this is, this is funny, I've been up in my affirmation from the beginning of the year. Okay, me personally. I've been up in my confession from the beginning of the year, me personally. I've been telling you, right, we're going to get that podcast thing. We're gonna, I'm going to do all that voiceover stuff so you can get those affirmations. I'm kidding you not. The moment I started getting in this affirmation thing, what is it? It's like four months into the year. The beginning of the year, I was like, I got to get my talking up. You know what I mean? Saying what God says, speaking the word of God. All of a sudden now, as my talking's going up, God is like, this is the revelation I want you to get so you understand why your confession is so important. Because you got to realize you're over or under because of your mouth. And you're either putting them to work or you're hindering it because of your mouth. Now, you might say, I don't believe that. doesn't make a difference. They only got one assignment, the word of God. You see what I'm saying? So this is what's really important because what starts happening, you start thinking like, man, I don't want to talk negative about nothing. Now you're not going to want to talk negative at all. Because you got to realize, man, you're either getting them going or coming. So we're going to look in the word of God. Is that okay? So we're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's look at this. How many excited about giving? Glory to God. You know why you give? You give because you love God. Ecclesiastes 11.4. You know what's funny about this? I was telling somebody this the other day. I said, you know what? People love God, so they give. That's your act of worship. We talked about it Sunday. Giving is an act of worship. Giving is an act of love. Giving. But look what it says here in Ecclesiastes 11.4. I want you to look at this. It says, he that observes the wind. This is a big one shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Remember we said this? You got to know when to sow, and you got to know when to reap. But if you're looking at circumstances, you're not going to do either one. This is big, guys, because especially when people start talking about economic futures, you know, you're looking like, what's going to happen with the world? The world's going to, no, 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 no. We're living on, listen, we're living on 30, 60, 100 fold. We ain't living on the Dow Jones. And the more volatile the Dow Jones becomes, the more you're going to start seeing like, man, I can't put my trust in this system. I got to have a different system. We got the system called the kingdom of heaven. Come on. You make deposits, you make withdrawals. Come on. So just keep your giving going in the right direction. But this thing, don't get weary in that well-doing, but don't also don't, get, don't, get, don't let the clouds, circumstances. Don't let the obstacles stop you from sowing. But here's a big one. Don't let the obstacles stop you from reaping. That's big. What do you mean? Because sometimes you don't feel like, uh-uh. Because what happens is this worry paralyzes people, and they don't want to make moves either way. Don't let it paralyze you, man. You don't just be like, hey, God, I'm following the leading of the Lord. He'll tell me when to sow. He'll tell me when to reap. I'm going to be right on time, right? 
you got to be on time. And he, I never seen his seed forsaken, and ain't nobody begging for bread. The righteous, the giver. God said he promised. That's why I come to that kingdom, man, that kingdom business thing. God gave me 10 keys of wealth out of 2 Corinthians 9 today. Serious. I, I'm, I'm going to write a book with these 10 keys. You need to be in the building or watch. And if you can't, ain't, you know, people are out of town, you better get that podcast. I'm going to make sure we shoot it, stream it. I couldn't even, I didn't believe him. God said, here's one, here's two. There was 10 of them. I read them all right quick. He said, here's, what, here's, here's the laws of it. I said, your word ain't my word. So 10 keys in there. I'm going to talk about them on Saturday for the Kingdom Fellowship. So get that. Watch that. Listen to that, okay? You know what to do here. You know how to do it. Everybody knows how to give. You don't know how to give. It's up on the screen. And then what do we do? It's a big one, right? We, we claim in what we need. This is what I'm saying, man. You guys got to get talking. What do you claim? Brother Hagin. We were with Brother Hagin. He was with me. I wasn't there when you were there, but you were there. They were with me. Brother Hagin said how God taught him about prosperity. He said, claim what you need. I thought he was off his, you know, rocker. I'm like, well, I never did this before. Some of the things he was talking about when we were doing it, I was like, I don't even know what this guy's talking about. And you know what God told me? You can't argue with results. You know what I'm saying? So don't argue with results. Just do it. Just be obedient. Claim what you need. Bind that devil. He's the only one trying to hinder your money. He's the only one trying to get in mess. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know this stuff. And then loose the angels of heaven, all right? So come on, what do you do? Claim what you need. Tell them right now. God, I'm believing God. You know, I got critics everywhere. You know, somebody said, oh, we're blab it and grab it, confession people. Yeah, what are you supposed to be, doubting unbelief people? <laughs> Call those things that be not as though they were people is who we are. Yeah. I ain't calling it how I see it. I'm calling it the way I would I want to see. Yeah. Come on, you see it? That's who you are. That's the word of faith. That's not a denomination. That's the Bible. What, do you want to be like man or you want to be like God? God, who what? Calls those things that be not as though they were. That's how God does things. That's why when he showed up, remember we talked about Jairus' daughter? She's dead. He said, no, nah, she's sleeping. He ain't lying. In his eyes, he's resurrection. She ain't dead. I could change this. So God looks like he's crazy. Jesus looks like he's crazy. Come on. Went in there and said what? Get up. <laughs> Come on, you see what I'm saying? She got up. You know what I'm saying? They laughed at him. Why? You're crazy. She's dead. Nah, nothing's dead when resurrection power shows up. Come on, you know what I'm saying? It's all about how you see it. But you would say, what's wrong with Jesus? Nah, he's thinking and talking and walking in a different atmosphere. Come on, that's the atmosphere you live in. Faint atmosphere. Call things that be not as though they were. You got to get out on the edge and stay there, man. Just don't tell, you, don't tell your relatives you know you talk like this. You know, because they, they think you're nuts already. You know, like, there she is again, calling things that be not as though they were. Mama's nuts. Until it shows up. Then once it shows up, you know, you're, you're the, you're, everybody's like, well, maybe she ain't too crazy. Come on. You know what I'm saying? This is the principles we live by. Hold your seat in your hand. Claim what you need. Say this out loud. Devil, I bind you. Break your power. Angels in heaven, I loose you now. Go get my stuff and bring it to me now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Everybody said amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Write this down. Right? I'm going to give you some places. Go to, go, go to Revelation. I'm going to give you this. Now, well, before we go there, let me let them do this, and we can do it together. I'm going to keep you for a little bit, and then we're going to go. So here's what I want you to know. In the book of Colossians, it's really clear do not build a doctrine of, of angels. So this, I don't want you to get extreme in this. Don't go looking for visitation angels. Don't go getting all wacky. The body of Christ is halfway nuts. I'm sorry, but they want to go to meetings and, you know, look for, for, you know, things that don't go looking for nothing. Is that, is that clear? Because I don't want people getting off, you know, like, oh, we're going to go pray. No, you don't pray to angels. You know, you know, no, but people do this stuff. You, you uh, Trust me, I've been around a long time. They were, they, were, they were running around with swords. Were you there for that thing? Yeah, they were fighting in the heavenlies. They were running around with swords in the church, and they run around with, yeah, it's, it's all been done. Trust, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. The one guy I thought the heavenly realm was in between the heaven and the earth and got in a plane and, and flew in the plane. It was warring in the heavenlies. This God's honest truth. These people do this. Holly knows what I'm talking. People are cuckoo. 
You know what I mean? Like with the spiritual stuff. They think like if I do this, I'm going to get a... No, this is not... None of this. You're not going to go looking for visitation. You're not going to go getting off the wall. You're going to learn what the Bible says about it. We're going to read scripture. You're going to know the truth. And you're going to just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to pray to God in the name of Jesus. And you ain't going to see no angels on assignment. If you see one, great, wonderful. Don't go looking for one. You might find the devil, okay? We're not going to go there and be all weird. But what we have to understand is... There's a whole lot more angelic help working on our behalf than we realize. And what happens when you get this revelation after this is like you're going to realize how important your confession is. And that's what I want to accomplish because how many of you know sometimes, isn't it kind of lame just saying things that you know you're supposed to say, but you don't know why you're saying it? You know what I'm saying? Like I know I'm supposed to do it, but what's really happening? How long am I going to say it? Well, after tonight and tomorrow night, you're going to know why, Okay. So right away, let's just get in this. Before angels do anything for human beings, they have a responsibility to God. You find that in Revelation 7.11. So let's go there, King James. We're going to go slow. We're going to see what's going on. In Revelation 7.11, it tells us what they're doing. All right? Okay. And all the angels stood round about the throne, about the elders of the four beasts, and they fell before the throne of God on their faces, and they worshiped God. The number one responsibility of angelic beings is their God worshipers. Okay? Now, I can, I'm going to paint a picture just quick, and I'm, I, mean, I don't want to stay here long, and I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to go there. All right? God, and this is a big one that's going to help people. God made Lucifer. God made Gabriel. God made Michael. He made all the archangels. God did not make Satan. God made Lucifer, okay? Lucifer was beautiful. Lucifer walked the face of the earth. Lucifer had the anointing. Lucifer literally had, when wind blew through him, music came out of him. The Bible says that the instruments that you, you hear today were in inside of him, and literally when he walked, music came out of him. He was an angelic being, okay? But somewhere before the garden... He was on the earth ruling and reigning. Because Isaiah said this. He said, we seen you in the beginning in the earth with the anointing upon you. Look how you fell. Now, scripturally, doctrinally, you don't want to go too far out. But obviously, he was here before the garden. Angels were here in the beginning. Okay? So we're not going to swim too far out. Because when Lucifer shows up in the garden like the snake, he needed a body. Because in the spirit realm, that's why he came in a serpent. But he already had fallen. Because Isaiah prophesied, he said, he said the, the stones, these beautiful stones were within you. You were beautiful. And you were awesome. But how you fell. And you know what the crazy part is? I always myself, one day I'm walking and God goes, who tempted Lucifer? Himself. Every person has the ability to tempt themselves. If you look at something you should not have, I want to be bigger than God. That might not be your thing or my thing, but it was his thing. But trust me, something can what? Come from within you and tempt you. Because who tempted him? Because we always say the devil's tempting me. Well, who, who tempted the devil? It's within man. That's what, happened with the th that's what happened with the angels. So what happens is this. So I'm just giving you a quick story. When he rebelled, the Bible says, with the swoop of his tail, the dragon took a third of the angelic host with him. Those were angels that were good angels that became fallen angels because they rebelled. Now, I'm going to explain that when we get into this thing because they do not have free will. You understand? But they found free choice. They chose, just like Lucifer chose. He was not supposed to have free will. He made a free choice. He chose to do something different than God wanted him to do. When a third of the angels left with him, that's demonic forces. They're in the earth. He comes in the garden and attacks man to get back authority he had at one time. When he attacked Adam, he knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted to get back the authority he had in the beginning because he knew he was stripped of it forever. That's why he's hell-bent against the church. He don't want you realizing any of this stuff. Because once you know you got power and dominion over him, 
and every demon in hell, you are cooking with stuff he don't want you to know. Because the anointing, they got a class in hell. It's called one-on-one on the anointing. <laughs> Trust me, it's true. They are like, do, whatever you do, do not get around the anointing. Because that thing removes burdens and destroys yokes. You cannot, you cannot go there. That's why he knew with Adam, he said he, could, he knew he could not beat Adam straight up. He had to deceive Adam, otherwise what? Adam would what? Never fall for this mess. Same thing with the church. If he could deceive you, he could deny you. So this is what starts happening, all right? So now what starts happening, we understand their number one rule and reign and responsibility is to what? They worship God. So now we're in this thing going, okay, so God gave us angels. And I've been saying this for years. Angels could not figure out mankind. So I want you, they don't understand who you are. They don't understand who man is. They're baffled by man because the Bible says, what is man that thou art mindful of him that you made him a little lower than Elohim who is God? Say angels. So in Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, he explains the difference between the ministry of angels and the ministry of Jesus. Obviously, the ministry of Jesus is supreme. But what he's showing you is the order of how he does things. So we, because watch this, because when you get to Hebrews chapter 2, what you realize is this, God goes, we, ne- you remember that scripture and we're going to read it, we ne- don't do not re- neglect such a great salvation. We all thought it was about getting saved. No, there's more than getting saved. He's like, don't neglect the ministry in the earth that I gave you and the angelic host that's going to help you pull it off. Because Jesus ain't doing it in the earth. Remember, and we'll talk about it. If we got time, say, Jacob's ladder was a revelation of angels coming from heaven, going to the earth, coming from heaven, going to the earth. Jesus is not, per se, doing it himself in the earth. He's using angelic beings because once he comes back to the earth, the show's over. And obviously, the Holy Spirit's working. Some of these things, your mind and my mind do not know. Nobody knows, so don't go there. But I'm telling you right here now, they are messengers on assignment. Now, can you see them? No, thank God, no. And those little fat, fat baby angels, you know, with the wings that I make fun of all the time, that ain't no angel in no Bible. Okay, that's Cupid angel for Valentine's Day. Leave that alone. But you get what I'm saying. So I don't know what they look like. I never seen one. You know what I mean? I ain't going to go look for one. I, don't, I mean, I've seen everybody in this room has got a story where, man, something, something happened in the natural, and when it happened, only God could have done that. I didn't see it with my physical eyes, but what just took place, something, something somewhere did something, and you, you know what I mean? You don't see the angelic presence, you see the effect, because you shouldn't be here, some of you, because of this stuff, Right? You hear people talk about all this stuff, and I don't want you to go seeking experiences. That is not what this is about. This is get a biblical perspective. Okay, so here we go. So come over here and look at Hebrews 1. I want to read it in the Passion. We're going to read Hebrews 1 and 1, and we're going to read it all the way through. Is that okay? So the, the, we're, now everybody understand this. We are comparing, all right, the ministry of angels and the ministry of Jesus. That is what he, the, the writer of Hebrews which nobody really knows who, everybody has their speculation, but is writing about. And I want you to see this with me, and I'm going to open this all up so we can, so I can do this together with you, okay? Okay, so this is what I want you to get. I want you to begin seeing this in Hebrews where the writer compares Jesus with angels and his ministry with the ministry of angels, okay? Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by the prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time, building one truth upon another. We're going to read the whole chapter, so it's going to be a little bit of reading, and then we're going to go in chapter 2. But this is a Bible study, like, you know what I mean? So don't get, like, you know, I'm not going to keep you all night, but i got to read this stuff. But to us, living in these last days, God now speaks openly to us in the language of his Son, the appointed heir of everything. For what? Through him, God created what? Everything. All things. All time. Everything. This son has a what? Dazzling radiance, a splendor. He's the exact expression of God. True nature, mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by his mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us 
this complete cleansing of sins. And then he took a seat at the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. Now that's where we sit. And this is where the shifting starts happening. Watch verse 5. And you're going to see this. Got the next one? And we're four and five. For God has never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my favorite son. Today I father you. And this, what? I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. But he said that to us. He said, you sit at my right hand. You take the seat. Higher, higher, hierarchy. That's why they don't understand who you are. Think of this. I've been saying this for a decade, okay? A third of the angels fall from heaven, and God doesn't move. Adam slipped in the garden, and he sends his only begotten son. I've been saying this forever. You think angels don't know who God is? They sit at the throne and worship God. Everybody says angels are sitting at the throne going, oh, holy, holy, holy. Number one responsibility is that, but you want to know what I, I really feel? Oh, hey, that's good. So does um, so does Siri or something like that. Siri thinks it's holy, holy, holy. No, you, you, no, no, holy, holy, holy out of you. It's actually a song by Amy Grant. Well, there you go. All right. So, <laughs> thank God for Siri. But really, what happened is this: they sit at the throne of God, and literally, Jesus. Now you got to get this right because that's where they are. Jesus dies on the cross. takes his precious blood, brings it to the mercy seat, brings it to the throne of grace. When he's seen Mary, he said, what? Don't touch me. I'm not done. I'm not complete yet. Takes his altar, takes to the altar his blood that was shed, pours it out on the altar. That blood forever being the redemption for mankind. That blood right now still speaks. The Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. He stands before the throne of God day and night making accusations against me and you. And every time the enemy says, look at them, look what they do, look who they are, that blood on that mercy seat screams forgiven, redeemed, cleansed. And angels are sitting there going, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. Glory to the Lamb. Why? Because what is this man that you washed away? You didn't do this with me. They are created beings, but you did it for man. They don't, they don't understand what man is, that God loved man so much to do what he did. They're working on your behalf, man, but you can hinder their effect by the words of your mouth. That's why I don't say it. It ain't worth it. I'm telling you, man, you got to watch your mouth. So here we go. Ready? For God never said this to them. And again, when he brought his firstborn son into the world, let all the angels bow down before him and kiss him in worship. And about his angels, he says, I, now he's talking about angels, the ministry of angels. I make my angels swift winds, and what ministers fiery flames. But about his son, he called him God, saying, Your throne, O God, endures forever, and you will rule your kingdom with justice and righteousness. For you have cherished righteousness and detested lawlessness. For this reason, God, your God, has anointed you and poured out the oil of bliss on you more than any of your friends. And he called him Lord, saying what? You formed the earth in the beginning, and with your own hands you crafted the cosmos. They will both one day disappear, but you will remain forever. They will fade like a worn-out garment, and they will be changed like the clothes, and you will fold them up and put them away. But you are I am. You never change. Years without end. And God has never said this to any angel. Take your seat next to me at my right hand until I enforce your whispering enemies to be a rug under your feet. 
What role then do angels have? The angels are what? Spirit messengers sent by God to those who are going to be saved. Last time I checked, you're going to be saved. That's the ministry to you and me. That's where we get what? Okay? Now, now go, to, go, to, go to chapter 2 just real quick, and, and we're just going to bounce here for a minute. All right? And I want you to look at this. Okay? And you can leave it in, you can leave it there because this is what God, and, and if you look at this in King James in verse 1, but we're going to leave it in the, the passion. Therefore, we ought to give more or more earnest heed to the things which you have heard, just that case than any time we don't let them slip. For if the word, for you put it in the King James, it's going to read easier for them because you'll see it because he starts talking about angels, and I don't want you to miss the spot. He explains to it here. So if you go to Hebrews 2 and 1 in King James, that'll be perfect. Let them see it. It'll be great. Therefore, we ought to give what? More earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Why? Because at any time, we don't want to give this thing up. Don't let it slip. Look at verse 2. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense of reward, boom, how shall we escape? How are we going to escape if we what? If we what? Neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to him by what they, by what? By them that heard him. Verse 4, God also bearing witness with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Watch this. Five. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak. Now, wait a minute. Go back to five. Let him see it. For unto the angels, what? Hath he not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we speak. But in one place, watch six. But in one certain place testifying, saying what? What is man? That thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visited him. Thou made him a little lower than angels. Elohim God. He's talking about Jesus. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him above all the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. But for in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we see not yet all things put under him. We know they are, though. Watch this. Come on. Nine. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than God for the suffering death, crowned him with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Now, here's the thing. What is the ministry of angels? So remember this. Angels, write this down, are spirits sent forth to minister for them who are called to be the heirs of salvation. That includes you. You got that? They're on assignment on your behalf. You want me to read it again for all the note takers? This is their proper assignment, right? We're, they're what? They are angels or spirits that are sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. That includes us. Are you an heir of salvation? Yes, you are. Then guess what angels are? They're on assignment to help you. Now, now think of this. Your cooperation with them is your confession. Why not? Okay? So let's just go slow. We build a little bridge. You'll see this thing, okay? Write this down, right? Or just write down the scripture. Go to John 1.14, please. King James is great. So the ministries of angels did not pass away with other dispensations. It didn't stop when we entered into the New Testament, and it didn't stop with the apostles, and it's still a valid ministry today. This verse descri describes right here what? The ministry of Jesus. Jesus, and the world was made, and the word was made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The ministry of Jesus, right? Watch this. He is the word of God, 
personified and the Word of God made flesh. There is no doubt that Jesus was the exact expression of God's Word in human form. Once Jesus' identity is established, then the writer, what, compares his ministry to the angelic ministry. Being made so much more better than angels, he obtained what? An inheritance, a more excellent name above them. Jesus is greater than any angel. Jesus is greater in power and authority. He obtained his position by inheritance, by conquest, and it was bestowed upon him because of his obedience. Jesus has been given the place of preeminence on the right hand of God. The angels, however, are servants. They are ministering spirits that have been sent to minister for the heirs of salvation. Does that make sense? They're your servant. And they need cooperation. Because here's the thing. They don't serve unless you line up with the word. See what I'm saying? So all this could do is when done, it's going to give me a greater revelation of like, well, I ain't saying nothing because I don't need to be blocking stuff. Now, you and I both know, have we maybe said some stuff? Because, look, if they're obedient to bring it, you might not want them bringing some of the stuff you've been talking about. Look, I don't know nothing about that, but all I know the Bible says corruption and justification comes out of your mouth. Say the right stuff. Okay, so look at this. Look at Galatians 3.29. You all know this. Ask yourself this. Who's the heir of salvation? Every born-again believer. That's what Galatians 3.29 says. Look, she'll pull it up. And if you be Christ, then you are what? Abraham's seed and heirs according to the... So you're an heir. You're an heir to the promise. So if they're ministering spirits for the heirs of salvation, and you the heir of salvation, they're working on your behalf. Now, you might be like, why do I got to know this? Because when we're done, it's going to help you. Watch. Think of this. Jesus understood this because if you look at Matthew 26, 53, go pull that up, please. King James Grape. You see, he explains when he was in Gethsemane, don't you know what I could do right now? Jesus knew he could invoke angels, so why can't you? Look, he says it right here, Matthew 26. Thinkest thou not? I can pray my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions. 72,000 angels I can call for right now if I wanted to get out of this, but I can't get out of it because I need to just go through this for you. Think of this. The night Jesus was taken captive in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, don't you know I can pray and God will send more angels and get me out of this? Right? Look what it says. And he put up again the sword. Well, you don't have to read it. Think thou I cannot pray? You might say, yeah, but that's the Son of God. Yeah, but guess what? 1 John 3, 2 says, beloved, now you're the sons of God. You know what I mean? So when you're in there like, when I say, loose your angels, you're over there sitting there like, you know, every Sunday I love it. People cannot follow any instruction, not you guys. But I'm like, hey, man, loose your angels. They sit there like this. I ain't saying it. Well, why, why are you not opening your mouth? Oh, you, it's amazing. I should let you see my shot. You guys would think these people are just in another planet. Like loose angels. They're like, they ain't even visitors. You know what I'm saying? I can get you visiting. Like, I don't know. You're a little weird. Pastor Chris, you're a little goofy. I don't know if I like it. You know what I mean? It might not be for me. You know what I mean? Kind of like thing. I tell everybody to visit. Don't be mad. I said, I don't know if I like you yet. Let's figure this out over some time. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't want to know. I kid around. I play, right? I was like, we don't know if we want to stay. I was like, I don't know if I want you. <laughs> Is this like a 50-50 thing? Like, you might want to stay. We might not want you, man. I'm just kidding. Laugh. You got to laugh a little bit. But it's amazing how you'll say this, like, out of revelation to say, loose your angels. Go get my stuff. Go work on my behalf. Go do this. And people looking at you like, Look, if you ain't doing it here corporately, I can guarantee you ain't home going, hey, angels, help me out here. You're not praying to them. The Bible says that faith is your servant. 
Faith works for you. You don't work for faith. People trying to get faith. He who suffers shall say on that sycamine tree. Come on. Faith is your servant. Remember we learned that, Luke? He said, no, everybody loves that scripture. If you have a faith, there's a grain of a mustard seed. You will say into the mountain, be done. He's saying it. You know what that is? That ain't the size of your faith. It's the size of your say. We all, all our life, we thought mustard seed faith was the size of my faith. If I got faith just like a little mustard seed. Now he said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say. He's saying, I don't really care if you got big faith, small faith, no faith. Just have faith. It's the size of your say that gets the job done. And then he said, what are you having a servant in the field? Remember that? He said, what are you got a servant in the field working and you've been working all day, and you come back in and tell your servant, sit here and let me make you something to eat. He said, you don't do that with a servant. He said, you tell your servant, make me something to eat, and then you take care of yourself later because you're working for me. I ain't working for you. He said, faith is your servant. Uh, people don't want to hear this. They think I'm fighting to get faith. Nah, faith working for you, baby. Faith works for you. You don't work for faith. Angels work for you. You don't work on it. Look, man, go get my stuff. Come on. Go, now listen, I mean, you've seen it with Peter. Peter's in, we'll go there tomorrow, right? When Peter was in prison, the church freaked out, started praying. Shackles are opening, doors are prison doors. The angel had to kick him and wake him up. He thought he was dreaming. I don't know. I'm down, man. If he, you know what I mean? If this, if there's, I don't know if you're going to get out of a jam or whatever. I don't know. Let them do their thing. We don't need to get in all that. I think that's when you get in trouble. You start going over here like, I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. Just know they're working on your behalf. But know this, you got to keep your mouth right. Because you're undoing stuff with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to get you rich and you're talking broke. They're trying to do this and you're talking lack. They're trying to do that. You're talking sick. Cut it out. I don't know how all this works. I had a buddy, right? I just talked to him. He's a preacher guy. He's a really good guy. He said, um, he said his wife was really sick and um he needed a miracle. And I had no idea. I hadn't talked to him for a while. And he said, Man, he said, we didn't know what to do, but we just knew. We had to stand in the gap. And God told him, he said, Man, we think this sickness, there's something behind it. And he said, he was in his living room, and he said, it felt like in the house a transformer blew up. He said, I literally went to my window. He said, I heard a pop so loud. You know what a transformer pops? This guy's legit, too. He said, it sounded like a transformer blew up outside the house. He said, I went to the window to go look out. He said, man, he goes, I knew something was happening. I said, I couldn't tell you what was going on. I heard it, though. And, and literally, he said, right after that, the power got hit the house. I'm not kidding. This is a true story. He's like, Brother Norval had all these stories like this. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what happened? He's like, God told me, he said, tomorrow when you go to the doctor, you're not going to believe. He says, like, you're going you're gonna to be overwhelmed or something like that. You're going to be overwhelmed with the report. And then lady, lady's like, he, he told his wife, he goes, I don't know what's going on here. But all I know, I heard that pop. You felt the power of God. And God said, tomorrow, we're overwhelmed with what he did. She went in there, and this lady was fighting for 12 months. She's healed. Doctor shocked. I don't know. Now, look, man, I ain't saying that happens all the time. It don't happen all the time. You know that's true. But I don't know what. But I'd rather be on the God and say, hey, if you're going to blow up things, blow them up. Praise God. Let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But obviously something interfered with the atmosphere and did something you can't see with your eyes. I did it the one time. We were driving the car. Pastor Liz was with me. I told you the story. I'm on I-4 in the fast lane. I do not have a light foot. Okay? I'm buzzing. Kids are all buckled up, and I'm in the car, and I'm looking straight ahead on in the fast lane, and I'm going, there is a car coming at me with their headlights coming at me. And I, I don't drink, and I don't do dope, so I'm as straight as they go. I know I'm not high. I said, Liz, am I seeing things, or is that not a car in the fast lane on I-4 coming right at her? She starts freaking out. She goes, yes. I got the kids in the back. We went to Disney. I'm like, Y'all got a story like this. I'm like, hang on, because this is chicken at a level you don't want to play chicken because this dude's either drunk or shot out, and he's flying. So you know what I did? I just sat there cool like Holly. No way it was me. I would have been halfway screaming. out. Oh, I screamed so loud. Oh, God, I'm so bad. You know, 
I'm just doing my thing. And it felt like the car just went whoo over. Thank God there was enough space to go over. They had enough rail on that side because some of that place you don't have it. And whoop, went right back on. And I'm going, I'm good, but I ain't that good. She's calling 911 because God forbid I'm thinking the guy in back of me. And I'm going, Liz, something moving something around here because I can never. I, and they, they say this happens sometimes. People do it. I'm going, you got to be kidding me, dude. I seen crazy stuff like you did. I didn't see it with my eyes. I didn't see the angel bounce the car. I didn't see the angel. But something is working on your behalf. I'd rather be for the something working on my behalf and believing that, hey, God, if you got to part the sea or do whatever, however you did it, do it again and do it for me. I'm down with angels working on my behalf, and I'm glad they're working for me. How about working for you too, amen? amen. So I'm not going to despise the ministry, but I ain't going to go looking for no experiences. You understand? We have the ability as people of God to summon the aid of angels. Now, listen. Now, I'm explaining this. This is where it get off. But to which of the angels did he ever say, sit on my right hand and take God, make your enemies your footstool? They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us. Remember Hebrews 1? Therefore, we ought to give what? The more earnest heed. Remember Hebrews 2 and 1? Pop the Hebrews 2 and 1 up. Give me like 12 more minutes. You okay? You getting this? Like, what this is going to stir is like, hey, man, when I say the word, when I speak the word of God, when I speak about my future, and I say, things are going to work out good for me, them jokers are like, go make things work out good for him. Oh, you ain't getting me, man. Don't freak out what you see. Everybody freaks out. I don't see it. Hush your mouth what you see. God ain't never told you, tell me what you see. Right? How about this? I'm going to prosper and have a great success. Them jokers are going, go. You, you got to obey. You work for me. Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Your confession is going to go through the roof. Now, you ain't got to see it. And don't be like one of those ba- uh, three days later, you don't say, oh, shit. All things work out for good for me because that's how, boom, the angel's like, go. Come, there, you, don't, you just keep your confession. Don't worry about, come on, man, they're moving. And you know what? Every once in a while, now you got this revelation, like, angels, go. Do your thing. Go do your thing. You know what I mean? Like we do, like, go get my stuff. Go bring me the stuff. Go get it. Go do whatever you do. Man, they are working on a sign. They are messengers. Do I believe that they've given you and me messages, probably something we heard? Probably so. Who knows? Between them and the Holy Ghost, I don't know how God does it and nobody knows. So don't write a book about it because nobody really knows. I just know let God, let Jesus, let the Holy Ghost, let angels, let everything good that came from heaven help me in the earth because I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need it all day long. So however God's doing it, because I don't know if it's the angel, the Holy Ghost. I don't know. All you know in the Bible is when they show up, everybody freaks out. You know what I mean? Okay? When the angel of the Lord showed up, everybody's freaking out. Okay? If the Holy Ghost showed up, you probably freak out. If Jesus showed up, you freak out. So whatever happens from heaven is probably going to freak you out. Just go with it and go, God, you know what? I just know they're working on my behalf. I don't need it. And every once in a while you feel led to say, hey, I loose my angels. Go get it. Hey, I loose my angels. I don't know. Man, I'm hanging in there. Just don't worry about it. Just stay in the assignment. Look what it says here in Hebrews 2.1. Therefore, we ought to give more. Now, watch this. More earnest heed to the things which we've heard just in case we don't let them slip. What have we just heard? In verse 14, that angels are ministering spirits sent forth on the earth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. We need to give more earnest heed to the fact that Jesus is greater than angels and angels were created to minister for us. For if the word, look at verse 2, for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast. Every transgression and disobedience received the just recompense. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Now, you got to understand something here. Salvation isn't go to heaven only. Okay? Salvation is 
preservation, healing, soundness, deliverance from all evil. This verse is referring not to us being just born again, but to the deliverance that comes from the ministry of angelic beings. How are you going to escape in this earth if you neglect this great deliverance that comes from these supernatural beings called angels? Came through Jesus. This ministry of angels is available to me and you. God provided deliverance for us, but just like any other provision God made, unless you believe it and act on it, you will not receive the full benefit of what's been provided. We're not building a doctrine. We're building an awareness. See what I'm saying? Like, man, my, my confession's loaded, man. Your confession's going to be loaded now because you know when I say it, they're moving. They got to be moving because they work for me. See what I'm saying? Because everything, because I'm going to show you this. Hopefully I can get there. I think I can, all right? Because I'm going to keep you all night. But, okay, uh, can I show you this? But you got to see this. Because we're not going to build doctrine out of this stuff because caution even tells you about that. Don't you do that. You know what I mean? This, this ministry is available to you. Watch this. Because we're going to go Psalm 91 one day. We'll get in there maybe tomorrow a little bit. Here, here's some stuff you want to see, though. This you got to see. Go to Psalm. Uh, let me give you this. One of the biblical keys to accessing the ministry of angels is that God sends them when his word is declared aloud. I want you to go to Psalm 103, 20. Okay. Now, this is, the, this is a mega punch. I'm going to leave you with this and you go from here, all right? This one's like a pow. When you read this, it's going to jack you up. Because when you see this, you're going to be like, oh, you can't argue with this. Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearken unto the voice of his word. Oh, you see it? Did you get that? Bless the Lord, who? You angels. That what? You excel in strength. That do his what? And hearken unto the voice of his word. Who's got the voice of his word? You got it, baby. And when you say it, they like a 10 hut. Yes, sir. We going. They moving on your behalf. Come on. Look, 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 look. Angels heed the voice of his word. They go into action. They bring their great strength to bear when his word is spoken aloud. This is certainly true when God personally speaks, but it is also true when we put his word in our heart and our mouth and speak it out loud. Come on. You see it? They, they what do they do? They what? They do his commandments, and they what? Hearken unto the voice of what? Now you're playing me on Siri too. Everybody's playing me. Just kidding. They hearken to the voice of his word. So what happens if you ain't speaking God's word? They ain't doing jack. Some of you got, some of you do got fat angels because they ain't doing none all day, sitting around eating Come on, come on, I'm laughing, laugh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, angels like like sitting on a bench for nine years. I, I don't say the word of God. You better start opening your mouth and saying what God says and put these jokers to work. And here's another thing, don't undo it. Don't undo it. Because I don't know what they, they, they're only on assignment for what you say. Listen to this, listen to this. Watch this. It's, it's that rhema word, right? For, look, 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 look. When you fill your heart with his word, God's word, and then you speak it aloud, it becomes a mighty weapon against the enemy, and it releases angels to support you in the fight. Watch this. There's two keys, right? Pray, you got to keep your prayer right, and you got to declare God's word aloud. And bottom line is this. Once you do both, because fervent prayer is going to be big, right? You're going to what? You're praying and you're speaking the word of God is going to keep this what? Level of angelic beings working on your behalf. And don't get weary in the well-doing because it's got to work, okay? Now, here's me. No idle words. No idle words. Words, every word you speak, you got to give account of, man. There ain't no idle words in the kingdom. You're going to give account of every one of them. That's Matthew. You know that. 
Jesus placed such a great importance on the words that come out of our mouth because I want you to know why. Because the words that come out of your mouth, they get in your spirit. You don't want to be saying nothing contrary to the word of God. Okay? You understand where he gets this, right? Out of Matthew, he said, out of abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. We understand the word. So what are we doing? We are going to only say what God says, and we're going to keep angelic beings working on our behalf. You got it? That's what matters. Come on, let me give you one more. You got three minutes. Okay? Yeah, because I'm not going to give you too much. Because you want to see this? This is big, man. Yeah, I, I've given you this one before, but you, you need to see this in Matthew. Everybody's like, I can't believe he's done. Trust me, I'm done. Right? Matthew 12, 33. I got a timer. <laughs> it's up there, 310, 309, 308. Come on, you guys are wasting time. Let's go. I need these minutes. Either make the tree. Matthew, look at Matthew 12, 33. We read this 100 times, man. King James is great. You're doing great, Kaylee. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. Now, I don't know about you, but he ain't talking about trees. He's talking about you. Come on, you know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, what you saying, man? He watch your mouth, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You thought cussing was bad. Cussing ain't bad. Unbelief is bad. You know, so I say, I cuss. I say, I can care less. You can cuss. I don't care if you cuss. Just don't speak unbelief. Right. Unbelief is worse than cussing. Did you all hear what I said? Yeah. Someone's like, Pastor Christian said we could cuss. <laughs> I did. I'd rather you cuss. Look, man, I'd rather you cuss than you speak unbelief. Because cussing, we could clean up. Unbelief, I don't know if I can fix it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to undo stuff God's trying to do in your life. Cut it out. So we're going to read these all the way through. We're going to go fast, and we're done, right? Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for a tree is known by its what? Fruit. Look at the next one. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? I thought he was talking about trees. He ain't talking about trees. He's talking about people. Oh, you generation of vipers, how can you be what? Now check this out. For out of the abundance of the, the mouth speaks. Now, go slow because I don't want to rush this. This is important. Well, how did this junk get in my heart? You ever hear somebody say something mean to you? Or you say something, you know, nasty? Or you hurt somebody's feelings? Or you say something like that? How did it get in your heart? Came in through an idea. See, the abundance of the heart means it was a meditation of the mind. So it became a meditation in the mind, and then it came out of your mouth through words. That's why some of you, I tell you all the time, you can't trust your feelings. Your feelings are crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got a filter in your heart. Thought identification is key. Most people jack this up. Where did that thought come from? If you cannot identify your thoughts, you're going to be sitting with thoughts in your head God never wanted you to have. You got a thought identifying filter because God don't want you thinking that stuff. Everybody got that. Everybody got like 90 things coming out their head. But you see what he said? Pop that up there. Watch, just let me see it. Thank you. Speak it. Out of the abundance of the, what speaks? So everybody says, well, if it came out of your mouth, it got in your heart. Check this out, though. Check this out. You ready for this? You got to pay attention. I'm done, but you got to pay attention. How come one minute I could be speaking like God, the next minute I sound like the devil? Fruit changes real quick. Solar spirit, right? One minute you over here, I don't believe God. You know, you're mad, you're upset, next minute, oh, holy God in heaven. You know, you're like, what, am I crazy? How did my tree change so fast? Because this ain't like no orange tree in the backyard, bro. This tree is quick because it goes into the soul, and it either, like, when my soul's there, oh, man. When my mouth is connected to my soul, I'm a mess. I hate everything. I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? I'm ripping ceiling fans out of the wall because the parts ain't right. Why are you laughing so funny? That was funny. Yeah, she gives me this project. I was like, I was like, I'll tell you what you do with this thing. You know, I was in there and I was trying to be cool, and I was like, and this wire came from hell. I don't know, it's somewhere in in the outer. The devil designed this thing, and I tried to put it in, and I tried doing it. It was all crazy, and these parts were all there's extra in there. Oh, put the box on top of the thing. I said, this is crazy. So she's like, oh no, and she's trying to think good. And I said, here's what you do. Let's go get a new one at Lowe's. Yay! That's the favor of God. 
Send this thing back to the nut job that made it because this stuff is crazy. And then I went and did it. It was real quick. And it had a hook. The other one, it was nice. You know what I mean? I was like, this is better. I feel better. Right? One minute I'm over here ripping ceiling fans out of the world. Come on. Next week I'm, hey, Sunday I'm going to go preach the gospel. Glory to God. God is good. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know, you know what day? You better figure out what day you catch me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what kind of fruit I got today. You know what I mean? My fruit's changing fast, bro. You know what I'm saying? You get me on I-4 stuck in traffic, my fruit's going rotten real quick. Okay? So how does this change so fast is why? Because where you dipping into solar spirit. Now watch what he says. This is big. We're, or we're there. Watch this. Watch the next one. A good man had a good treasure of his heart bringing forth good things, and an evil man had an evil treasure of forth bringing forth evil things. Now we ain't evil, but we have what? Now listen. God only speaks life. Lucifer only lies and speaks death. You are the only individual on the face of the earth that could speak out of either pool because you came back from the dead. You still have a soul that's connected to wrong identity if you're not careful, and you sound like the devil one minute, and the next minute you sound like God. God don't talk to unbelief, but you can because you came from a fallen world to a recreated world, but you got to renew your mind to the new you. Otherwise, you could dip back in your memory log and say stuff you don't want to say even though you're a new creature in Christ, never been one like you before. <laughs> See what I'm saying? That's why you can still be a little wacky because you're unrenewed. Not because you're not holy. You're holy. You just got to catch up in your growth of the renewing your mind. Okay? Is that okay? You got that? We'll start over here tomorrow. We'll come back. Let me just read this because that's enough. Go ahead. You can play. Come on. Right? But I say to you, every idle word, oh, Jesus, help me. God, I hope he doesn't have video. <laughs> can you imagine me going to heaven? He got, I'm way out of the light right now. I'm sorry, Vaughn. This is where I'm at right now. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm killing the shot. But are you getting this? I hope to God we don't go to heaven and there's video of me. I promise, okay, listen, if there's video up there, what's surround sound? If you don't pick on me when they play my tape, I won't jack around with you when they play yours. Is that fair? You guys all agree? Like, you're going to see me back. I probably talked about some of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I definitely talked about some of you. <laughs> but I know you're talking about me too, so you know how to leave it alone, all right? I won't go, I won't, hey, 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 I'll be nice when they play the video of you talking about me, because they're going to play the video of me talking about you too, all right? Leave it alone. No, you know what I'm saying? Wait, he said, idle words, you got to give account, therefore, in the day of judgment. Now, watch this, though. For by your words, you shall be what? Just as if you never sin, and by your words, you shall be. Get your mouth to line up with justification. Say what God says, even when you can't see it. Say what God says even when you can't believe it. And say what God says no matter what's going on. Deal? Amen. Close your eyes, bow your head. You're in here tonight. This is what I want you to do. Somebody in here, you don't know Jesus. Come on, I know you don't know Jesus. There's people in here that don't know Jesus. This ain't no big journey. Everybody's eyes closed, nobody looking around. Listen, I don't ever, listen, man. This thing ain't about being perfect. It's about getting saved. You know, Jesus ain't got no perfect people. Only perfect person was Jesus. And guess what? He's the only one. We're messed up. We make mistakes. We don't got a right lifestyle. We're doing this stuff. Come on. Get you, take a step towards him. Let him change your life. Let it happen right now. You're in this building. You want to start your relationship with Jesus. I'm not going to make you walk down here. I'm not going to make you go do nothing. I just want you to know he loves you and he's ready for you. If you're in here today and you don't know Jesus, count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Nobody in this room is looking around but me. Ready? One, two, three. Put it in the air. Keep it in the air for a minute. It's your sign of surrender. Say this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to live for you. Help me. Come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in your blood. Thank you for accepting me. And thank you for transforming my world. I want to start this journey with you. Help me, Jesus. I'll follow the best I can. I'll do the best I can. I know you're going to help me. And Jesus, I want you. I love you. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you that you didn't reject me, but you love me anyway. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands down, man. Put your hands together, I should say. Hands down, hands up, whatever you got. So that, now tomorrow, we'll be doing some of this. Hands down, we'll be like Catholic Church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No. So listen, tomorrow we'll come back. We'll hit it again. It's going to be good. We're going to get it again, but this is going to help you. You know what I mean? If you can't come back tomorrow, you know what's up. We ain't praying to him, but we what? We're working with him on our behalf. Amen? Amen. 
Come on, stand up on your feet. Just lift your hands to heaven. Father, I just thank you for each and every person in the room. I think you're doing great things. I think you're going to go far with this revelation they got. Thank you for the people watching online. Thank you, Lord, for deposits of the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us and helping us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen. You guys are dismissed. Love you. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.